legend. Cameron Philip Daigle. Oh, my whole name. Oh. You Sorry, think- I didn't clear that with you. You okay with your middle name being in there? 30-something-odd uh, years and having your entire name read to you through headphones is never not weird. Triggered. Made, well. un- made mildly uncomfortable. If There needs to be, because I think that the actual... Uh, I don't know that we're the people to do this. Of course, you know, it's our podcast, but there needs to be a sort of a softer form of the term triggered so that we can maintain the sanctity of the actual real world. Need okay. Yeah. Of no, the terms I, I agree with you. Know this. what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like a uh, playful trigger rather than a truly, um, <clears throat> destructive trigger right yeah Yeah. there are people for whom that is supposed to mean something and it's not me and my this is dear to my heart over my middle name this i won't get too far into it but the idea of defining breaking apart words into a spectrum of words like taking light and spreading it into a rainbow we need to take a mm, lot of words, a prism. spread them, and yeah, we need a word prism. Okay, we need to filter these words through prisms so we can talk about different things and, and not get confused. Word prism, I love it. We need to go the opposite right. direction of newspeak. We need more words <laughs> yes. for things. I, I completely agree. So uh, we're going to get rid of triggered for this case, and we're going to replace it with. Uh, well, let's turn it around. Let's think like a trigger, I think is a, actually a, a wonderful word for what it is supposed to represent, which is like you hit this and a gun will fire. Like <laughs> there is a, it is the, the, um, the, the use of this word. When I think to the other forms of the word trigger, not literally meaning a trigger, basically just being a cool name for a horse up until about five years ago, I can't think of a third Use of the word trigger, right? Uh, right. So, so a, what's a what's a good word for like a surprise reminder? Yeah, <laughs> sort of a, a, a little wake that? up, <laughs> little little pat on the butt, a little like, oh, you're back there, you're there, huh? Hmm. I feel like social media has huh. tried to get in on this with pokes and. Uh, oh, remember? And did, can you still poke what? people on Facebook? I feel Yo, like all you can do now is trigger people on Facebook. You're asking the exact wrong person. Mm. I do not know this. Fair enough. Uh, I for a, many years there, uh, I poked one of my friends back and forth, and that would all I, that was all I would do <laughs> that was on your Facebook. Only in <laughs> my only, I despised <laughs> Facebook as sort of a what it originally was before it, you know, the toxic hive of of uh, ads that it is now. It was originally this like uh, MySpace was like. Uh, going into somebody's house where there's like too many couches, but they all sort of work anyway. You know, there's like posters on the wall. You ever go in someone's yeah, that's room? That's like my house. Yeah, you're describing my house. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the, the there are two types of house with too many things in it, and one of them is distressing or messy or whatever. But there is totally a type of house where oh. or like a room where you walk in and you're like, you know, uh, quantifiably, this room has too many objects. But somehow this room feels turbo cozy. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely the vibe. My house is at least accomplishing more often than it's accomplishing the 
uh, things <laughs> yeah. have gone wrong. Right. Yeah. The, the, and I, I like Shannon and I are, uh, walk that line to less success. I think where like I, my desire for efficiency and my sort of yearning for that sort of cozy overpopulated room result in a room that's just too full, which is different. <laughs> uh, so you're conflicting on both fronts. So you do like the wrong side of either. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard, it's a, it's, it's sort of a, um, ephemeral, uh, goal in general. And it's probably subjective too, but like the, that's, this is the world that MySpace was, or like a lot of the old internet, right? It was like chaotic, uh, probably too much stuff, but in a way that felt sort of familiar and nice um, for a little while there. And then, you know, that's not every MySpace profile, but it had a sort of rhythm to its, yeah, its okay. chaos. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was, it was sort of like, there wasn't a lot of rules going on there. No, uh, and, but it was, but you also didn't have a lot of tools at your disposal. So no. you couldn't break it too much. And when you did break it, it was sort of a, um, it was sort of a beautiful Cam, can we, or Sorry, Cameron. Can we go back to uh-huh. the ultimate beginning? <laughs> can we go to, uh, what was it called? Friendster? Tripod? Oh, or, Tripod, yeah. Not GeoCities, but Mm-mm. we were up on Tripod. Yeah, Tripod. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's, the, there are some remnants of the Tripod site that you can still get to on the Internet Archive. Um, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, well, that was like uh, we were in high school, and I made a. I figured out how to use PaintShop Pro, and I made a, a site that was just you know, the, uh, something that is completely lost to time, which is just having a website that has some information on it for no particular reason. Like, I feel like that's completely gone. Um, yeah, I I miss that. I um, I do too. Yeah. It was it's like a positive trigger. Which I suppose there's a word for, like nostalgia or something. Uh, much like there's not really a positive gun. Uh, I don't know that trigger is the word you're looking for. There's got to be a... Uh, that's what I'm saying. we got to yeah, break little, it up. Little, um, yeah, whatever the other end of the prism is of this like idea of words that can like throw you, throw you for a loop one way or the other. Uh, yeah, man, there, is a, there was a time that the information that you put on the internet was, it was interesting just because it was on the internet at all. And that was in itself like interesting. Um, Cause it was kind of hard and weird and no one really expected it. And you'd be like, Oh, I hit save. This is nuts. Oh, it's on your computer too or whatever. Like, but you know, we're miles past that now. Yeah. It's so interesting because it's such a, it, it is such a interesting thing to be able to use as a tool, right? It still hasn't lost that, but each platform that <clears throat> I'm going to use the word platform basically ways that we express this through official sites that everyone seems to aggregate on, yeah, um, become so so they each have their own little rule set, but then quickly a culture develops around the rule set which isn't necessarily even planned. It's just the way people are. And <clears throat> so it, it just it becomes a thing in which your expression is automatically filtered through the de facto rule set that's been established for this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So in some ways it's still cool 
but it quickly becomes a sort of a boundaried situation, right? It's weird. I don't know. Well, like, there is a time... Well, self-expression gets more complicated as you get older, um, and it even did then, right? Like, there wasn't... I mean, I, I honestly couldn't tell you if there were grown adults that were our, you know, in our age, which I think we've established is basically 35. Um, <laughs> roughly. Like, roughly yes. 35. We'll be 35 for a while now, um, yep. like six or so years. And At so, least. like, <clears throat> I don't know if those people were using those sites. Like, I, I think that there's a eventually the the purpose uh, and goal and sort of like side effects of expression get more complicated because you're older, you have the things are more established for you or whatever, but also like you've got your professional persona to consider. You've got, you know, your uh, you've got a bunch of other irons in the fire, I guess. And like, um, now I, I don't know, like, what the self-expression platform is. But because for us, I felt like it was very simple. It was like, I oh, will just put some stuff on tripod. It never occurred to me that it's a stranger 4chan, would man. look at it. 4chan's yeah. the last bastion of free expression on the internet. Oh, that now I have to start I, a new podcast. I, I, I hope to, burns I to, in the fires the final of hell episode. until it's completely <laughs> incinerated. Uh, well, that's, oh, I, my world. Mm. See, what do we explain about that? How do we explain away 4chan, which is, in my opinion... I don't know. You accelerated this straight to 4chan. Uh, the, yeah, the no, worst thing that's ever happened... I'm. This is there's not literally another well one. thought out. There's, but it's one of the worst things that's ever happened as a result of the internet. It's not like it didn't exist already. It's facilitating a very negative part of human nature. Hmm. Well, it's a, uh, hmm. it is. I mean, I I would like to hear a counter to that. Well, I'm not here to defend 4chan. Uh, I'm I'm trying to f- figure out how it became 4chan. Like, oh, w- yeah. So what you're do- like functionally, 4chan is just a really efficient version of almost every other. Um, yeah, forum complete, from completely that anonymous and yeah. and not regulated in any way that would self police or anything well it is self-policing but it's like by, well and like it, it's the yeah. the the rules are still there if you post the wrong kind of japanese porn in the wrong channel people will be mad at you like <laughs> there are rules to 4chan right as we discussed you know what it I mean? created its own cultural set for yeah. 4chan there, but things within, self-police but like within the bounds of <laughs> a completely different universe right and like i i mean I'm I'm not sure where to poke at the thing that you're saying. Like, uh, like why did 4chan become full of bad people? Or like, I don't know enough about why did 4chan at all. There is a, I mean, I think one of the reasons that it developed like that is it was ephemeral. So it was a place where you could like let things disappear. Why, why don't you give like a two sentence description of what 4chan is? I think in I, case I, somebody I, doesn't know for real have only been to 4chan a handful of times in my life and it's been years. Uh, but like 4chan is basically a um, Reddit, but without as much policing and also it disintegrates like the tapes in, uh, in, in mission impossible every, every so often. Like there, it doesn't it like, 
there, there's no archive, right? Like, doesn't it like, you know, disappear? I actually don't know that. Uh, we're that so makes unqualified sense, though. for this. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that what the general idea is that okay. it, it's like, let me even back it up in case people aren't down with Reddit, is that it's like a, I don't want to use this analogy, but it's like a forum. It is a, about oh, yeah. different topics, right? So the topics are associated in different parts of the website. And it's sort of um, ideal is that it's completely anonymous and that it actively rejects any kind of censorship outside of what you were referencing, which yeah, is sort like of a thematic. They will policing. censor yeah. sort of people who are trying to infiltrate the idea of non censorship, right? And so. It's the ultimate idea of like a free expression on the internet in a sense, but what it it sort of filtered down into in its own little corner is the place where people can say whatever they want and not only be not um, yeah. sort of criticized for it, but everybody who wants to say things that they want to is in the same place. And so it's the worst kind of echo chamber. Yeah. I don't think I'm misusing that phrase. Uh, I mean, I think an echo chamber in a lot of ways is a pejorative for describing a subculture or like a, peop- a bunch of people who like understand it's each other. It's almost always bad uh, to be in an echo chamber. In well, the sense that, when you're I, saying echo chamber, you mean it's gotten to the point where you're not discussing ideas. You're just echoing them to each other. Well, that's why, like, yeah, the term echo chamber is describes a – it is inherently negative. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I – it's like a prejudging term, so I, I don't love it. Uh, this, I mean, it's certainly applicable here, I guess. Although – but what I'm, I guess, yes, like 4chan bad, I guess, is pretty easy – to establish, there's actually another one that's like the people that I've. My understanding is the people who felt like 4chan was too strict. Eight chan? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I've never been there. I think that place I've is mostly not, full I've, of illegal things. I've never actually been there yet. Right, but like the, I think so. Like going back, we were originally talking about like MySpace feeling like this like weird chaos world where, uh, and I think like. I don't want to make what I feel like is a pretty common mistake, which is to make the early internet seem innocuous and carefree. Like, I think we were innocuous and carefree, and it was harder to find things on the internet, and maybe a lot of those toxic things had not found each other yet. But I don't think there was anything about the structure of the internet in, like, the late 90s that was, uh, that on purpose created an environment of, like, inclusivity and healthy discussion. Right. Like, I think it like I I don't think there was I don't think there's a way to roll back to that Internet because I don't think that Internet had solved any of those problems. The problems just hadn't metastasized yet. I I, I agree. But I think further than that, when you have like one or two sort of main communities. Right. Yeah. Then like in normal life, when you're interacting with a group of people that isn't overly specific, you have a back and forth and things don't sort of over isolate, right? Yeah. And so, like you're saying, stuff was still there, but due to the natural way that people interact, it wasn't like um, 
hyper purifying itself into different categories. Or maybe it was and those people you just didn't know about them because I don't think it was as easy to spread information in early internet. Well, true, but well, true, but like it, if you only had three people in a community, like that's the same as having like a friend somewhere that you talk to stuff about. But over time, as the internet got more or, just communication over the internet got more established and more people used it. Right. You get more specific groups interacting for more specific reasons. And that's where it comes from is when things get overly niche, then they can, well, it's, it tends to be an unbalanced situation. Anything that becomes overly niche. Well, this is the Reddit problem, right? Is that like uh, overly niche things are also where, you go to find people who really care about exactly that exact thing you care about. And that's not inherently bad. Um, like, so I can go make a Reddit right now for people that like, um, like I'm holding a white space pen and I could have a Reddit that's just for people who like non-standard space pen colors. And we could police that and I could find the other 12 people out of 7 billion people on earth that are really yeah, into but that what's or whatever. The, uh, what's the evolution of that? community if it's overly niche like that tell me if you've ever been in one that has more than like a few people that doesn't become well that's you sort of run out of things almost completely terrible Uh, other than well you run out of things quickly to discuss because it's so similar other than to police the discussion like well that's famous example well I, i actually like the example of the grilled cheese subreddit but um (laughs) yeah yeah, it's i i don't think it often turns out well it's just you run out of things to do well i i think that like a lot of reddits aren't there for discussion they're there for like depositing a certain type of content like there's just like reddits for like people getting hit in the nuts like people getting hit in the nuts is a, as like a dialogue topic doesn't hasn't changed in uh since probably pre like pre like modern <laughs> Look, people getting hit in the nuts predates like the alphabet like with, you know i'm certain you know, of that like it's like, one of those things where it's really true like there's probably egyptian graffiti from 3000 bc yeah. Of something like that happening. Yeah. So, so I, like, I agree. And that Reddit is flourishing. I'm sure there's thousands of people that go to r slash nut, nut tap or whatever. That might be a different <laughs> one, actually. Mm. Don't, don't go there. All right. But point <laughs> being, like, there's, there's, like, I think that what you're, what you're saying, like, uh, you know, dialogue can only expand as, as far as the, the niche and the type of, and the, like, variety of the people that are saying it. Otherwise, those people are just going to say the same things back to one another. But, like, that's not, like, functionally, if I'm running a website or a forum where I can just allow people to make an arbitrary channel where they discuss whatever specificity of thing that they want, there, there's still no, like, value judgment over that. And, like, that, that is the problem that Reddit has is, like, Reddit turns, basically turns a blind eye to these subreddits until it becomes a PR problem for Reddit. Like, with the, like... I mean the Wait, you're saying that they should police them ahead of time? I'm saying that it creates a like the 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 social media like um Twitter, Reddit, uh like 4chan, all of these things are effectively the same in that you can go there and find a bunch of people that are 
have agreed upon rules around what they're going to put in a channel and what kind of content that is the, the the if you don't have some sort of policing around that like that is not an inherent that is just like a blank slate like you and i and could go into any of those and like we could post whatever like they're so like i don't want to like that doesn't automatically make something an echo chamber. Sometimes it's just a community or sometimes it's something that has no value judgment one way or another, like a, an well, echo okay, chamber so of people sharing so, nut gifts. First of all, just I, I, I appreciate it, what you're describing as uh, content um, sort of delivery. All right. So yeah. we have, and I think that's like one of the best parts of this, which is that you want this kind of content Here's where it's all aggregated. Do you want to see somebody hitting the nuts? Here's all the videos, whatever. Right. That's pretty neutral, right? And, and in fact, it's it's convenient in a lot of ways, especially when it's not just something as useless to me as <laughs> someone getting hit, hit between the legs. But the discussion part is a separate issue. Like, you're not going to build a true community – around the finer points of only discussing something that's extremely limited in scope. Sure. And so an echo chamber is when you try to create what mimics a community, mm-hmm. as in people interacting over a common set of causes or relationships or locations or whatever, what have you. Right. They're mimicking that in a, such a small frame of subject that may not have the depth for that, mm-hmm. that, that they're essentially, it's like taking a drug. It's like just yeah. eating sugar because your body wants sugar. It's not healthy. It doesn't actually produce anything. It just is the motions of community without the potential positive effects. And so you just end up with just sort of waste product. Yeah. No, I think that is uh, totally fair and an accurate assessment of what happens to these places. I guess when you talk about 4chan or like and raise the question of like, how do these places come to be and like, why are they there and what to do about them? That's when I start to think about like the 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 technology that led those things to exist and whether there is a way to um, – whether the technology is neutral or whether it's okay for the technology to be neutral, right? Like when we were talking about like uh, Reddit, like the, and this is very much I think the one of the defenses of a place like – or if like uh, any of these like uh, places is they're, they're defending – they're basically holding their hands up and saying like this is software, right? Like uh, I, I can't be responsible for – this people how the people use this tool this tool is just here to allow people to post content like there's no way for a computer to decide whether something is dialogue or a stream of getting hit in the ball gifts like there a computer can't tell you whether someone's being harassed um or whether someone's being triggered or anything else and um the the uh r slash ouch my balls has 20,140 subscribers <laughs> subscribers on reddit yeah seven of them are online right now seven people are like you know what i could go for right now a good good nut I, that tapping. actually sounds low to me yeah, yeah. like 
Okay, but yeah. I, uh, thankfully, I'm on the Reddit thing that doesn't show me the thumbnails because one of the newest ones just says, does this count? And has an NSFW tab. <laughs> so, like, I'm not going to check no, to see if no, it counts. I don't want to know if it counts. Yeah, but exactly. No, but like, we we're know. like, haha, r slash outs my balls, lol. But like, at the same time, unless you do have some sort of a, like, an, a policing on the like platform level and you have somebody charged with the actual task of saying this is this is okay this is toxic like this is harmful to this people group or this person or this is causing these problems like it, it what you're describing like as an echo chamber is a total judgment call like it's well okay you know? so that's a, it's a good thing you brought up first of all we need to put toxic through a prism because sure you're right toxic is too triggering to uh, it's sort well, of short. At this point, it's triggering yeah. to con- well, triggering. We're gonna filter that one out too. Yeah. Conservatives like people won't listen to you because they're so shady. Yeah, that's a, that's I, a definitely a one of the words that you will just lose a conservative put it on, on the list. Yeah. Um. So, but um, what you're oh um, yeah. So the the point you brought up is good, which is that context matters. For what we say. Okay, so I think right. having places where you have to go to them specifically to discuss such a thing is a much healthier way to say things that aren't as um, constructive in the public sphere. So this is a big point mm. I bring up with the problem I see with uh U.S. president's behavior right now, not to be overly specific, but you could you know, be. It's fine. <laughs> well, look, like there are things that I see him do as the president, which are insane. But at the same time, I see other people th- seeing them and saying, "Well, it's not insane." Like. That's what I think, or that's what I I sort of would say. Yeah, it's about time somebody just, said that. Yeah, he's just that kind joking. Of thing. And yeah. here's the difference, and here's the subtlety, which is that it's not wrong for people to feel a way, right? People are going to feel a thing, and and people express themselves in a certain way based on their backgrounds or whatever, right? Right. People have to have an outlet for that and and, and figure out what they mean by that, etc. The point is, is that. Not all contexts are the same, right? Yeah. And no one goes into a a meeting at work and talks the same way they do with their best friend when they're drinking beers or whatever the scenario is, okay? Yeah. Is it wrong for them to talk over beers? No. There's a context. There's a situation. There's a whole thing that's going on that's not hurting anyone in right. that area, Mm-hmm. And they don't act like that in another area because they know negative effects of whatever, right? So right. in these cases, niche subreddits or communities or whatever have a, a good use, which is to categorize discussions so that people can have discussions that would be legitimately problematic and harmful to have in another context yeah well i mean we could it, it try to i think these the the words we already put into the prism are really tough ones but another one that's really hard is is like good faith right like the idea of like um if all of those subcultures were having good faith discussions 
uh, then that would be different. I mean, of course, that'd be the opposite of your your echo chamber, I guess, to some degree. Um, but like, but it's also really. I feel like we've come back to this a bunch of times. Like, it's hard to establish what that even really means, or to like call someone on it. Um, because like, yeah, there should be. You know, there's an R slash. All sorts of stuff. Um, there's an R slash libertarian out there. There's R slash atheism uh, that I've I've poked into on occasion, right? And like I feel like a lot of those places do exhibit the echo chamber mentality. Like the, I, the a lot of people just like saying things to get other people like cheerleading, right? Like yeah. getting other people worked up because like uh, the, their comment amounts to like yeah, and also can you believe this or like oh yeah, that's exactly what I thought so and so would say or whatever. Like r slash the Mueller yeah. is like that. I mean, well, there's many of the, them. Yeah the the problem is that I can't decide whether it's more harmful or more helpful because yeah. of how terrible it is when people get trapped in little chambers of groups, right? Because like I said, again, it's like a drug, like you're belonging, you're agreeing, like it just feels fine to be agreeing with everybody else around you. Yeah. And it feels, and also, um, and we talked about this post one podcast, but it also starts to elevate the concept of approval or social, uh, approval within that group or whatever as yeah, like a currency. Because, like, I want in, in some place like 4chan, 4chan's sort of nihilistic, right? Like, that shit just like flies past. Like, it, I think that the, the, ta- the, ba- the harmful thing about 4chan is that 4chan figured out how to um, fuck with the rest of the internet, basically. Like, they figured out how to like fake stuff in a way that was subtle enough that they could go get their lulls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, 4chan, like garbage forums, I think have probably existed for the exist like entirety of the internet. The very one time, the very first shitty human being found the other on the internet. Henceforth, <laughs> there was there were shitty like uh, groups of people on the internet. Like that is either something where you just say this is inevitability of the internet, or or you you know. You, yeah, the, the but, thing that complicates that is that people aren't just inherently shitty. Like it's. It's necessary yeah. to find somebody else to to feedback loop. Well, that okay, yes, that's what I mean. It's like the the very first feedback loop that started, you know, had created some sort of like environment for that to continue happening. But right. my my point was more on Reddit. So like the 4chan is not a place where it's just a, a it's just a place where you just throw things into a into a river and the river just flows by and other people see them and then they disappear. And that in that makes it easier to to like you know post garbage or whatever. I mean, that's in, in some degree like the point of it. But in Reddit, people can sort by your comments voting, and then you also get karma based on what people think of your comment, which is a great way to avoid things that everyone has decided are bad. But it also incentivizes you to say things that the group of people you're already talking to will agree. Yeah, with. you you start to lose. The idea of what you like and what you're espousing just because you know the group likes. It's, right. it's and, very and it, clear. It's so it's like the definition of a feedback loop. It's like the software is built to encourage you to say things that everyone else you're talking to agrees the, with. The protection is though that over a, a large enough access group with even with the level of accountability that semi 
non-anonymous. Like you have a username and you have to follow, you know, mm. the, the accountability, even in some sort of consistency within your username does prevent the most viralistic. I have some bad news on Just that like front. Vomiting. <laughs> well, yeah, you can, you can, that, so that, that po- system doesn't work as well as it's supposed to. The point, uh, the point that I'm arguing with 4chan versus Reddit, uh, uh, while neither one is like, I don't know how we got positive here. here. No, <laughs> yeah. like this, you, there is differences. It's not like a big trash bin. This is how humans work. Right. Um, is that like when, when you throw something into a river that just keeps moving? Yeah. It sounds good. It almost sounds like that could be cathartic, but probably is with its in some way. But with its limited sort of, some people react positively. You know what kind of content people are going there to give out, right. and you don't have any consequences for saying so. It's like the worst things inside you, you throw out, and then you don't get in trouble for them. You might even get sort of like. Ooh. feel good for them. Wait a minute. And so yeah, all go of a sudden, sorry. yeah, no, all of a sudden, like that dark thing inside you, you don't avoid it anymore. Like yeah. you're like, you become comfortable with it. And then further, you, you sort of feel like you share it with others. And then all of a sudden you think it's part of your legit identity. And all it is, is a bunch of people like, trying to justify the worst parts of themselves as being quote unquote human. And, and it's just like a, it, it's, it's the ultimate unaccountability of people. Like it's not, I don't yeah. know. It's the worst. So it is like, you've just like narrated a very real path that I think leads people that a lot of people fall down. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is also a prison word, but one could call that, uh, radicalization to some degree, right? Like the, yeah, that's borderline prism, but I see what you're going with it. Yeah. There's a, there is a notion of, um, uh, here's another good prison word norms. I really don't like the (laughs) word norms for a million reasons, but there is a, have I talked about the bell curve of like proper behavior before on here? This is a um, this I is don't know. maybe a more well baked theory than my four level theory. Although I I almost stopped you and had you four level the one a minute ago because you said something about like how do we stop or how do we keep those people and from doing that, which is ex- like we agree that like this is bad, but like how do you keep someone from from acting a certain way on a platform that's expl- explicitly designed to allow people to connect on whatever interest they want. Um, anyway, like, uh, oh no, I lost my, oh, bell curve. So like there is a bell curve of behavior, right? Like people, if you think about it, like most people think most people are fine or if they're not like fine that they're like, they'll come stand behind them in the grocery store. They'll, you know, if they're like, they'll make small talk at the DMV if something funny happens or whatever, like what most people are not going to assume the person next to them is a serial killer or the Pope. They're just going to think they're a person, right? Yeah, I'm t- I have a very strange fear that the Pope is near <laughs> me in public spaces, but I think normal people don't. So yeah, go ahead. 
We'll have to devote a separate podcast to that. <laughs> um, so, like, and and I think that if you were to tell most people, this is I'm not a behavioral psychologist, but I'll stand behind my own dumb idea. Um, if you were to ask most people to tell you on a scale of one to ten how good they were, they're probably going to say somewhere between seven and eight. Like, in general, I think there is a bell curve. People think most people are okay, and they think I, I that think, they're yeah, better I think than seven average. Seven or eight is going to be the the top curve. Right. Yeah. It's not like you're not going to say uh, you're going to like put yourself somewhere between five and eight, I guess. Right. Like you're probably going to think you're, you're more decent than an average person, if only barely. Um, and you're, and you're also going to think of there being some general, like straight up bell curve of like most people fall within the bounds of decency when it comes to just like society. And then there's outliers. Um, and I think that like the one of the things that the Internet does that that I think is expressly harmful is that the outlying like to behave outside of the bounds of society in real life generally comes with certain repercussions and requires a certain amount of like like br- not bravery, but like. <laughs> It takes it takes something out of you to like freak out in a convenience store or like get in a wreck or like wave at someone in the middle of the street or even like give them the finger. Right. Like those things like yeah, there's you get a, a lot of right repercussions, conscious and subconscious. Yeah. For it, humans, we're deeply social. Right. Like even if you don't very, think you're social, like if right. you feel in any way your social standing can be affected by an action. It's like physically painful to your brain. Right. And so like maybe you've never given someone the finger before and you do it, you're going to get like the freaking craziest dopamine or like adrenaline rush. You're going to be shaky afterwards and it's going to be like, Oh, like that's really going to like mess you up. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that like once you've given someone the finger one time, you're not going to like, eventually maybe you're the kind of guy that just flips off every cop you see or whatever. Right. And like there, there you, you've scooched your, I don't think you've mentally scooched yourself down the bell curve. I think you've mentally scooched the bell curve around yourself where you're like, I'm, I'm doing the right thing here. I'm doing, I'm, I'm still me. Yeah. You're not, I don't think you're moving yourself. I don't think people move around in their own opinion of themselves. Right. I think whatever behavior they exhibit at the time they've decided fits into where they already believe they were. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, in retrospect, most you're going to probably, if if this goes with, I think this is a big one with voting that I think I've said before, but like, you're not going to, you're not going to say you made a mistake. You're going to say you made the best decision with the information you had at the time, which is a lot different than saying you made a mistake. Well, actually that's a healthy way to think about it. Uh, Yes. I'm not saying it's not. People don't even get there. Yeah. Sure. Oh, that is also true. Um, but like, that's a lot different than like recognizing the repercussions of what you did or whatever, but I'm off track. What I'm trying to get at is that like, there is a, like society has like an operating bell curve. And if you can go online and like splash around in the deep end past either bell curve and have no repercussions, your bell curve is not going to stay the same shape. Um, and you, you are going to like, feel different because you are able to do some things like that and not like in all of a sudden society doesn't feel the same way. Uh, the, 
the thing that I think actually happens more often than that, though, like way more often than someone going to 4chan and getting radicalized or whatever, is that you go online and the other thing that, in, that informs your bell curve is not what you are doing, but what you see other people doing. So like if I'm like online and I see a bunch of people flipping out about like, you know, some, you know, some xenophobic thing on Twitter or whatever, I'm not doing it myself, but I am all of a sudden feeling like, oh, there are these people out there who feel this strongly about this thing that they feel like it's okay to act in this way. And that's going to subtly shift my understanding of like what an okay way to act is. So you're saying that you see yourself as a seven on the bell curve or eight. <laughs> yeah. And what you do is you try to maintain that seven or eight. Yeah, you're a but reasonable you person. you see around you that, oh, well, to be as good as I thought I was, I'm now learning that I need to adopt certain behaviors to stay within that zone. Or it's not even an issue of you changing your behavior, but it's your changing your opinion of a thing or other people based on that behavior, you're like a borderline prism word, but you're being desensitized (laughs) to like how people act. Right. Like then I think that this, this is like a, most of the issue with, um, with like troll accounts and, and all the other shit that happens in the last election and like literally personally watching like two accounts that of specious origin like have a like super terrible just like awful back and forth on twitter where they both just are like cartoonishly representing their both their either side right and like that conversation isn't there to get you to join in if conversation the effect that that conversation can have is to get you to think that those conversations are happening and that that's normal Right, and to sh- and to and to move it into your piece of the curve, so far as you see it. So when yeah. you need to interact on that, you think that you have some kind of area that you think you belong in. Yeah, maybe in your mental model, you only like when you're super angry. You're like, I'm going to dip my toe into a four. And when you're feeling super generous, maybe you give somebody on the street five dollars, and all of a sudden, look at you, you're an eight and a half or whatever. <laughs> And like you're always going to feel like the four and the eight and a half are right there. But what will have changed is your understanding of what you are allowed to do when you feel like a four. Yeah. So this is one of the things that's changed in my thinking over the years, which is that I've always been fairly hyper on the or hyper logical on the side of of how would you say it? Just just like process logical thought like you shouldn't ever not be able to say anything because technically you know discussion is good and knowledge is good and etc etc um so you know practically you sort of learn over time that you're not the only person that exists in the universe and that you have to understand how however important the idea of discussion is and whatever truth in discussion is your effect is independent of your intent yeah unless you're trying to figure out how your intent is affecting things realistically right and so it, it was very hard for me because it's frustrating because 
if I had good intent, I feel like I should not be demonized for something I'm doing. Right. While it takes a more humility and more understanding to realize that people will feel things and it's not wrong for them to do so. Right. Um, and furthermore, that's, that's just as logical to deal with as anything else. The idea outside of context, the ideal logic of the situation, and then the practical uh, interaction with how things really are. Like they're both real. They're both realities. Like, and if you're mm-hmm. not realizing that, then you're just being pointless. And so, in this case, yeah, it matters. Uh, yeah, it matters where you say things and how you say things and what you mean by things. Like, it's not just like, it's about time somebody said that. Like, it's just not the same depending on where you are. Yeah. Yeah, They. I mean, you're, that way of thinking about things is, like, optimistic to a fault, I think, right? Like, the, the way of thinking, like, oh, dialogue is inherently good because it's dialogue um, is is assuming that all dialogue has a unified intent and effect, right? Like it's that like you're assuming that everyone is using the rhetoric that they are coming to the table with to do what the rhetoric says that it's there to do. Um, which is, right. the, and even I guess the definition of good are, faith versus bad faith, it, right? right? Even just so even if people think they're both coming to it with good faith, Right. There's a real situation where not everybody understands the same thing by that. Yeah, and, and it's a, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It doesn't make people worse. It's it's people are not separate from nature. I think is yeah. what I was realizing, which is sure. that my idea of how to interact with things logically because the universe seems to have some sort of inherent logic to it, right? Mathematical logic. Yeah. People are just a more complex version of that. It's not wrong for them to act that way. It's Mm -hmm. a physical reality that they do. And and I think it's hard to distinguish that. It's sort of this, uh, what's the word? Uh, Conscious-centric view of the world, like uh, anthropomorphic-centric, whatever. Like, we somehow Mm. separate the two, and they're not. People aren't crazy they're just complicated. Well, and they're, yeah, I, I think like if you, uh, that's a that's a complete thought. I I don't really have a direct response to that. That's good. Um, it reminds me of um, I read a book because David Bazan told me he was reading the book when I saw him um, called Braving the Wilderness, which is by a very common, um, a very a, turns out very well known author of things like that. Uh, and I can't remember her name right now. Uh, you could look it up. It's called Braving the Wilderness. Anyway, she spends this whole book talking about like the the being at home with yourself as uh, b- being at home with yourself as the this like very complicated uh, place. Like just a, being alone and being in solitude as being a, a challenge because it's you don't know everything about yourself and it's hard to be comfortable with the fact that you don't know all of these things. 
And uh, but she has straight up has a chapter where she in the midst of all of this stuff that's very like about understanding the like ephemerality of all of the 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 things around you and the the way that you interact with all of them and the way that you understand yourself. She has a chapter about bullshit where she's like, you can't do this with bullshit. You have to call out bullshit because it's just there. You can't work with it. Like it's not if someone brings bullshit to an argument that or do a dialogue, you can't move forward because well, they def- want. Sure. But, but what defines that? Exactly. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> she didn't. The, the following chapter was not here is a guide to identifying and calling <laughs> someone on their bullshit. It wasn't there. Um, and like, I think that what she's doing is like trying to give you the tools that you need to understand yourself and to use those tools to be empathetic to other people who are also seeking to understand themselves and you and all of this, you know, very good sort of positive feedback mechanism of not being so judgmental and being welcoming and understanding that everyone's world is different and things like that. But like she had to put that section in because if you just come to the table without at least the, uh, the like awareness that somebody could come in and just like clown you, then you're going to get walked all over. Like there has to be some sort of acknowledgement that bullshit exists. Right. That in all systems, right there, you're never going to come up with an absolute, well, not, not in the way we can conceive of it. We're not going to come up with an absolute way to deal with the situation. So ideally, your sort of limits on, uh, well, we're not including this in the tolerance area of what I'm handling right now. Yeah. is It's very far on the edges, but it, it always exists, right? You cannot be taken, advan- taken advantage of because you said 100% I'm going to be tolerant of all positions and give them equal weight and value, right? Yeah. You want to strive for equal weight and value on all good faith positions. Again, prison. You're qualified, yeah. um, But, right, even if it's the top five and bottom 5% or 1%, top one and bottom 1%, yeah, yeah, you have to have that there because – and you also have to acknowledge like you might – overstep the bound you might misunderstand it but if you don't acknowledge that it's going to be a grayscale on the edges like it's going to fail both ways well and i think that this is why some of that like it moving the bell curve is definitely one of the 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 ways i can describe how harmful that stuff is like the bad faith like misrepresentations of both of I almost said both sides. Misrepresentation of like there's good people on both extremism, sides. Uh, extremism, uh, being extremism being amplified, I guess, right? And like poor, poorly worded arguments being amplified, and like looking to make people mad via representing sort of a negative stereotype of the thing that they're already mad about. Like that's all that stuff serves to like for the people that agree with that, when they see somebody like flipping out on Twitter and it's like either someone who is straight up just pretending to be, you know, deplorable Debbie from Texas of which there was a lot (laughs) of that kind of stuff, like measurably a lot, or it's like uh, someone who's like uh, persona or career depends on it. Like your, uh, your, your pundits, whatnot. Like all would they see those people acting like that, if they're people that agree with those people, that's going to shift their bell curve. They're like, oh, okay, I'm going to move what I think 
what my understanding is that the okay an okay way to act is to uh, out mean, a little bit because I agree with this. You're person. defining norms, right? Right. Yeah. I, don't, I know you so, don't like the word. Yeah. Sure. But no. The, yeah. It's that's what it is. I like my, I like my bell curve, but I understand. And then the <laughs> the other on the other side of it, if you don't agree with that stuff, like in that's it's blurring the edges of that even more, where like it becomes really even harder to call people because you can't. You can't just like tell someone online, I think that you are like, uh, it becomes cartoonish, right? Like you, right. you, you end up sounding like a crazy person because you're calling everybody bots or you end up sounding like it's, it's just an impossible conversation to have specifically online, but it's also, well, hard to I have think it's, online. yeah, I think you know it's what I mean? an interest. Yes, totally. I think it's an interesting thing to realize when you when you expose yourself to the extreme of it, um, did we talk about flat earthers last week? No, but Shannon's, the, Shannon's watching some show yeah, about that. I watched the I watched the Netflix doc. Oh, I mean, I knew I knew about it, but whatever. There was a Netflix doc, and yeah. honestly, I'm going to recommend it because they don't try to make fun of them, and then they they also don't support them. Obviously, the the assumption is they're wrong, right? First of all, yeah. Um, uh, based on obviousness but it's very interesting what what you get out of it if you're really watching it is that people will believe things that are beneficial for them to believe yeah and it's obvious to us when somebody believes a flat earth versus not Mm -hmm. but it's not it's endemic to human nature we will do it at a such a subtle level that it's hard to notice. And what's really scary is that you see it, and if you really like give somebody, you know that whole thing we were just talking about, where call somebody on their bullshit. If we just don't put a quote on that, if we give a hundred percent leeway, these people will shoot down arguments. Somebody every time there's a shooting, not to get current events. I mean, we can get current um, events. I literally, you know, there was a big shooting. Yeah. I, I literally was watched some video of somebody immediately pulling up a, a thing and saying, yep, they said there was a shooting. Here's the video. There's no proof. Look at this. This is a drill. They immediately went into Jeez. the idea that it was made up, right? And that Good it was Lord. a drill and that it was a false flag, whatever. God. Oh, this. Oh. Oh, you messed up. Okay, this is Cameron and Brock and two people the podcast in which Cameron and Brock are two people. This week we're talking about other complicated things. I hope you're listening. It well, I mean, if you're listening, then you're listening. So thanks for listening. Um, you can email us at Cameronbach at gmail dot com or uh, call us at twenty five twenty five Hey Cam. Um, and join the abundance of callers that we have that want to give us better mortgage rates. Um, and uh, we'll talk about it on the show. Yes. Is that our new sponsor? or No, I think it's just happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, think appre- we're, I appreciate that. I don't that. think us getting advertisements, like <laughs> advertised at, constitutes sponsorship. <laughs> but I could, I could play those on the podcast, and, but I still think that isn't sp- sponsorship. Um, anyway. So, what I was saying before I in, unintentionally muted myself was that 
you you quickly realize that no matter how insane the idea is, it's sort of hard to dissuade someone or disprove them from something they want to believe. Mm. Like it's really hard to prove a negative, right? No matter how obvious. Yeah. And so it's just terrifying. And but you have to take that other small step and think how much easier is it to persuade ourselves of a very subtle misstep yeah just helps us fit into our bell curve better yeah and and so it doesn't mean equivocation please god don't just equivocate with massacre deniers the bell the bell curve ain't flat um (laughs) no 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 but but you know like you know it's a healthy uh, if I can quote John Stuart Mill, uh, you can quote whoever the, you want. I guess famous. I think I've actually no. Said he the hosted same the Daily before. Show. It was amazing. I miss him. I miss <laughs> John Stuart Mill. Or he was the founder of utilitarianism way back in the day. Actually, one of the first male feminists. But if you want to go for that, but um, <laughs> too much. Go ahead. Um, it's true. Um, basically, we all know we have wrong opinions. We don't know which ones they are, though. Yeah, uh, that was a strong paraphrase. The, the point is that no one would imagine that they're right about everything in good faith, right? But we all act as if the things that we believe aren't the things that are wrong. But yeah, it, it's patently obvious that's a, that's a illogical position to take, right? Well, adult, adulthood is about doubling down for the most part, unless it's unless you have a really solid, cool narrative about some change of heart and like a bigger sense. Like you're not generally going to switch your opinion on something core as an adult. It's rare. Yeah. Um, are Do you believe any of your opinions are wrong? Oh, yeah. Everyone, even the craziest people will say, yeah, probably. I mean, I can't be sure. Well, here's a better. And then you ask them to uh, tell you which one of theirs they think is probably wrong. Yeah. There will be no answer. Mm. Where's the conflict? It's that we can't accept that duality. I don't know. I think it, I think there's a plenty of things that fall into the category of my opinion might be wrong, but it doesn't matter. Um, and I think convincing people that certain opinions that they have are do matter in the sense that they have an effect on their fellow people or that they are harmful even to their fellow people is a very difficult conversation to have. Like to go back to you'll never, you'll never think that your most important opinions are the ones that are wrong. I get, or mm, yeah, but like, I don't, I don't think that this, I don't think this conversation is about generally just your most important opinions. Like the flat earther thing bugs me because I feel like it's this cute version of a bunch of other scarier versions of that well because like if i believe the earth is flat it really doesn't hurt anyone around me it's just this like kind of goofy thing i haven't seen the documentary but i'm i'm interested if there are any ways that's actually like harmful other than being you know generally harmful on a like no as you would imagine most of them are also associated with other denial groups. Right. The point yeah. is that they feel like it's a community and they feel like they fit somewhere and they feel sure, like yeah, they're because important. one of the positive it's, it's very sorry. plausible situation there. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one of one of the well, you said earlier that um you are, people are attracted to the positive repercussions of one of their disc- uh opinions or something like that. And I wanted to point out that like the sometimes the positivity is just that someone else also thinks that. It doesn't have anything to do with what the thing is. 
it's that like a positive feeling is I think a thing that these people around me also think, um, no matter what, uh, if that makes any sense, I guess. But like the thing that bothers me about the flat earth thing is that there are equivalent denial things that are like very measurably harmful. Like the most obviously being like anti-vaccine stuff. Right. Like, but it's exactly the same. Yes. And the reason that I am personally bothered by the flat earth thingy is that like, that makes for a cute Netflix show. And I don't know that. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? No, I, the way that, well, I, I will admit it may be what I got out of it. My own awareness of the situation perhaps. Um, and it would bear more consideration as to what other people would think. Sure. But I, I felt like the strong narrative was less, let's disprove flat earth. The strong narrative was obviously the earth isn't flat. Why are these people doing this? Right. And, and the narrative is this is a real vulnerability of people. Yeah, I mean, that, that they that's... need things and they're willing to do nonsensical acts to maintain that or feed that need. And that is a that is an incredibly scary situation, as you're saying. Right. The, the, what what that represents in so many other areas other than flat Earth. I mean, there 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 is. Uh, I feel like that the. Um, the ultra niche in like communities online, like, like I was trying to, I think I semi succeeded at establishing earlier. Like the fact that there can be those kind of also means that it's almost impossible to judge whether those are good or bad communities. Like from the point of view of Reddit's database, there's not really a difference between a community that formed around like apex legends, a hot, hot video game or a community that formed around like, uh, misogyny, right? Like it doesn't, they don't have any sort of like, they, they have chosen to take a pretty light touch on that stuff. Right. And it becomes this very like, well, you'll know it when you see it kind of thing, but like the software is just there to make, help people talk to people who think like right. they do. So, and like, there's a possibility that this is built on a completely false premise that the solution isn't even more heavy handed, uh, more heavy handed policing and more judgment about like, okay, you guys can have this community because it's about people getting hit in the nuts, but you guys can't have this other community because you're hitting strangers in the nuts, right? Like there's, at some point it becomes that granular, right? Where like, we're going to, yeah. we're going to be the morality police of this website that also has porn on it or whatever, like, or whatever. And then you're like talking about, you know, it, it just becomes this whole like rabbit hole of, of um, somebody judging what's appropriate or not. Where in reality, I think what we're both getting at to some degree is that like the entire notion of a bunch of strangers being able to only communicate, only having to communicate about one thing creates a sort of like inherently unhealthy uh, community. Yeah, it's unstable for humans to interact that way. It's not how we evolved in any sense. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like using opioids, like it's using a real a pathway in our bodies that's used for something, mm. but it's not at all how it was ever anticipated to be used, and it's completely destructive, right? Now, the counter to this is that I don't inherently see, like, censorship at that level being some kind of solution. Yeah, I, I can see it mitigating the 
problem a little bit, but like, I don't know how much it's helping versus how much I'm willing to take a stand against other people's opinions. Like, I don't see my opinion as more valid inherently other than that it is my own. Um, So, yeah, like, I don't want to stop things as a default at all. And in that way, maybe I'm more libertarian. But, like... uh, I don't know that any platform has a real plan against what to do about something like that. No, but I I feel like it's going to come back to... And if it keeps coming back to this, I don't think it's wrong, but I don't want it to be like a cop-out, which is that people have to interact the way we, like, biologically work best, right? Mm -hmm. In close community with each other. Yeah. So it's still this effort to interact with people who are not exactly like you or are exactly like you or are around you. Like this, this much broader sense of like having that on the side, but also making an effort to interact with other people around you that aren't, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, I, I went to a thing because I'm listening to you, but I also got curious about something. <laughs> yeah, it also like interact with people who aren't explicitly the group that you picked, right? And so you're dispelling some of your overly niche associations. They will maybe as well. I don't know. Yeah. But the point is that even if they're not doing it, you still have the option to. It, you can still affect people. You don't know which one of the people you know in real life is a huge 4chan user or a huge Reddit user or whatever, right? Right. Because more often than not, they are a lot like you. They're just trapped in this weird, you know, jail that they don't know they're in, right? Yeah, much like, well, gosh, a whole bunch of other topics. I feel like there's two totally things that don't have to – it's not an either-or choice, like – your personal interactions don't have to also come in place of wanting to do something about the effects that these platforms have in a larger level. Um, like, yes, all yes. of that. Yes. But also I think much like, like voting with your wallet, for example, as a concept, the idea that like, I'm going to affect, I'm going to elicit change via what I choose to buy, which I think is almost completely nonsense. Um, given how many, platforms now don't actually care about your money they care about i mean that may have been i think we talked about this offline but yeah that may have been a uh usefully factual statement at 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 a time oh sure it definitely it was definitely things change yeah and realities evolve you you can't just imagine it's a truism somehow Right, but I think it is a valid and moral decision to make, but also d- doesn't like replace the idea of trying to do something about the bigger thing. And like, yeah, how much so it like, actually has an right. effect. So, like, yeah, I think a lot of people could agree with the idea that you should treat your fellow man, that you know, fellow human, uh, like respectfully. But like, what do, what do, what do we actually do as a society about things like Reddit? And I think that like you could say that there's nothing or. You could look at it as like a Ma Bell situation where it might not be pretty, but there might be a like a necessity to like have the conversation that that the the sites can't be so big. Or, but I don't I don't know how you walk back from it because even if they were all separate sites, you could still share and like 
the information, like you said, it's the opioid type thing of like, no matter where the information is, you could distill it down to a like single shot of a specific type of information and use that to connect a like heretofore unforeseen amount of human beings around one thing. Um, and they're not going to learn yes. about each other otherwise. And they're not going to have I, all of the empathy yeah. that comes along with like looking someone in the eye. And I, I don't, I guess I, I don't know. I, I really think, yeah, like I agree. Like even if you wanted to, even if my decision was, yeah, we should just censor all this stuff. Like, I I think that you can't oh, uh, close Pandora's box. I uh, think you yeah. have to interact as well as you can where you are. I have. Like, what else do you have? I well, I think that those things aren't exclusive. Like you should interact as well as you can wherever you are. Period. I do think that the world would continue to turn if tomorrow Facebook and Reddit disappeared. Um, I have, right. I, I don't think it's. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that those policies should be a hundred percent. Just like we were talking about the bullshit, it's five and five, one and one percent. Like there is regulation in a good society. Period. Right. Well, what I'm, I, I, I have no idea how to regulate those platforms. What I'm saying is that I think that I think they are inherent. I don't think they're as necessary to society as people think they are. And I, I actually don't think as many people actively use them as people think they do, especially Twitter, right? Like Twitter has had a flat user base for years. So like, just think I, about this. There's probably as many people who watch morning news shows as there are use Twitter. Yeah, sure. And but like there, there, in there is something less. Yeah, I guess I don't want. That's a whole other thing, I guess. But like, there, I think that if if you removed those platforms, I don't, I think it would be hard for something to actually take their place at, at the same scale. Um, I mean, I, I think his Twitter, what did uh, we do before? Uh, it, less efficient media, I guess. Um, I also wanted to point I out, I wrote something. It's like saying a less efficient gun. I'm not sure it was worse. <laughs> I think it was, that's a boy. That's like two po- version 1.5 of this podcast, but there is, I think there, I, a middleman between you and what you think and your words being in front of people are generally good. Um, yeah, I think that the flaws that can be so in the middleman do can, not outweigh yeah. the harm that we cause without a middleman. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, like a, a free press and like the, not only a free press, but like a, well, like a free press with editors and, um, actual like people stopping people from posting things before they fully research it. Like all that stuff is, uh, helpful. I wanted to say one thing because I, I feel I can see it like disappearing into the, the middle distance, uh, say it. um, which was, you were talking about the ideal of, um, you know, growing up thinking like if we all just talked, then we would all understand each other and they would all, you know, that, that, and that assumes, like we established, that assumes like good good intent, uh, right? Mm-hmm. It, assu- it assumes at at least to some degree truth telling. But I mm-hmm. also think, and this is something that I um, thought about more recently, is that like even the concept of like dialogue is preferential to people who are comfortable with talking. Um, so like even the concept of like all a bunch of people in a forum is going to like favor the people who are more comfortable with being more vocal. And yeah. yeah and, and that, that, that responds to the idea that 
people are not wrong to be the way they are. Like perhaps yeah. they can add better tools to themselves, but to interact with someone as they are, there there is no inherent value judgment to that. Like it's as real as anything else. Yeah, I, I think that what I'm saying is like if you are in a room with ten people and you're able to look at them, there is in and maybe there is a lot of information happening in that room, even if someone isn't talking, right? There's you can see body language, you can notice that one person is hogging the floor, talks down someone else or whatever. And you can see that someone is uncomfortable. Like that someone doesn't feel like they're being they're not going to speak up for themselves. Like that is it, ten people in a room is not an inherently equal place. Um, even though it feels like it should be from like a philosophical angle. Um, and in 10 people online or 4,000 people or 20,100 people in r slash ouch my balls is not at all like an even playing field for dialogue. And it is an, it is an uneven playing field. And also you hit no information other than people that are talking. So it, it like it, it's the whole thing just like creates this environment that like prefers loudness and also prefers. Well, like, like I totally uh, like feedback yes. loops. It, at, at, yes, you're you're getting to a very lower level in which the only truly useful interaction sometimes is besides yourself a one-on-one interaction with someone that you really care about know and are trying to understand right like that's the only or it's not the only it's our best situation to solve that particular problem and it's still flawed yeah. right but like that's what we have to do that's what we have to know it's it's all of them it's not don't speak to the group etc it's speak to the group and speak to the individual and and just keep trying within every format. Uh, and, like, I don't know if we can have a really nuanced discussion about ball smashing, right? But <laughs> maybe we should try. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> well, no one's asking you to. It's okay if you're not comfortable with that. Thank God. Thank God. 